So the, uh, the things that we love uh, have laws that we create to protect them. So laws are the things for the things that we love. Laws are the things for the things we love. Laws protect that which we love and hold sacred. All right. Thanks. Um, a number of years ago, um, I had an opportunity to fulfill something on my bucket list. Come on, honey, just put it right there. You guys are doing great. Okay. So I had an opportunity to uh, do something on my on my uh, bucket list uh, for years. I've wanted to go to the Masters. And down in Augusta, Georgia for the Masters Golf Tournament. And, you know, that's the hardest ticket in sports to get, is the Masters. I didn't know if you knew that or not. It's really difficult. Uh, and they keep a really tight uh, hold on how they do their tickets and all sorts of penalties if you violate the, those laws around their tickets. Uh, so to get one, I mean, it's because somebody who actually has access to a ticket or is on a list is you know, invited uh, you to come. So one of my friends know, knew a guy who was doing you know, business with a guy who had tickets. So he said, hey, I got two tickets. It, it, it's, it's free. Do you want to come? And I said, wow, I don't know. I, you know. I was working at the Chancery, working for Bishop. And I, I said, Bishop, I, I got an opportunity to go to the Masters uh, tomorrow. And he's, uh, he goes, yeah, so? <laughs> so? I said, can I go? And he, he said, yeah, of course. I mean, that's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, right? The golf, the, to see the Masters. So uh, we flew out that night. Uh, the closest hotel we could get to Augusta was 15 miles away. We checked in. Next morning, we get up, go to the, co go to the course. And uh, we're going to spend the day there and fly home Thursday night. So, it's, uh, But we got there. It was amazing. That place is just incredible. Uh, it's just this perfect coming together of nature and, and sport and, and people and it's just drama, it's just fantastic. Even, even like the, the way it's manicured, even the pine needles under the trees all go in the same direction, right? I mean, they just got it down. It just takes your breath away to be there. I can't tell you what it was like. And, but they have rules and laws there about how you behave at, at the Masters. You have to wear you know, a collared shirt, you, you know, you, you uh, have to put a lanyard, you know, there's a lanyard on, it has the, the day of the tournament that you're allowed to be there. For us it was just one day, some people had four day passes or four day tickets. And, uh, you couldn't run anywhere, you had to walk. You couldn't talk in anything but a, uh, uh, like, no, no outside voices, right? It had to be quiet, talking, no yelling, ever. Um, and so it was just a, a joy to be there. And so we, you, they let you uh, buy a chair when you come in, a small little chair, cost 20 bucks, and you could put the chair anywhere on the course that you wanted except the middle of a fairway. And you, you could, uh, it was, nobody could touch it. it, had to stay there all day. Now, if you weren't there, somebody could sit in it, but as soon as you came back, they had to get up and leave. And 
So we put our chairs over on uh, Amen Corner, where there's three holes that come together and you can watch three holes at the same time. And it's the most beautiful area of the course. And put our chairs there and we went and walked the course, and saw the golfers, and towards the end of the day we went back to Amen Corner and sat in our chairs to watch the, the big names come through that area and they were gonna leave. So while we're sitting there, a couple of young guys, maybe 23, 24. And it was obvious that they had been overserved, right? They were totally wasted. And, and that's one of, against one of the rules. Um, and so they were just kind of being a little noisy in, in their conversation. The usher came over and told them to be quiet. Then an usher, another usher came over. And then they broke the rule. They yelled out to one of the golfers while he was up on the tee box getting ready to swing. Well, my gosh. The, several ushers came over and uh, they didn't even talk to them. They, wanted, they grabbed their, their lanyards and these guys had a four-day ticket, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And they punched out Friday, which meant they couldn't come back the next day. And the guy started to argue. So the, the guy took their lanyards and punched out Saturday and Sunday. That was it. There was no recourse. That was the rule. That was the law. And he, he was about to say something. And the guy said, think about it. This, is, this will be the last minute you're on this course if you say anything. And they, they, they went totally quiet, totally humiliated. We were all very happy sitting behind them. But uh, it was great. Laws are there to protect the things that you love. We have laws all over the place. You've got laws in your family to protect your kids. You, we've got traffic laws. You can't drive 80 miles an hour down Randall Road. 70 is okay, but 80, not so much. <laughs> you know, some days I'm, I'm running late for 7 a.m. mass downtown, you know? And, uh, no, I'm, any of you young drivers, that was just a joke. I'm not, uh, don't do that. And uh, we, we've got laws, you know, government imposes laws all over the place on this. Now, what's a good law? A law is something that's born out of love to protect that which we love. What's a bad law? That which is born out of self-interest. That is which is born out of unchastity, theft, murder. Adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, and folly. A law that is born out of evil, not so much, right? We're not supposed to do that. And so what Jesus is all about today is, is telling the scribes and the Pharisees, there's one law. It's the law of love. God loves us. We're made it for love, by love, in love. And we're supposed to love. That's the law. And everything we do comes out of that virtue. The opposite of that are these evils. So he's saying, get your priorities straight. Love God first, and through that love, do what you will. Love and do what you will. He wants to get us to a place where the opposite of these evils that he explicates in the gospel this morning 
are not things that we have to be told what to do. You, you're telling us you must be chaste. You must be honest. You must not hurt people. You, not, you must be faithful. You must uh, not covet. Right? You must not do these things. Or you must do these things. He doesn't want it to be coming from a place of obligation, a place of threat, a place of burden. He wants the law of our hearts to be that which comes from love. And so that when I do something... It's not out of obligation or coercion. I'm doing it because it's who I am. It's who I become. Love is so alive in me. Jesus is so alive in me that I can't help but do virtuous things. I have practiced it. I have worked at it. I have prayed. I have gone to Mass. I've received the sacraments. I'm in a state of grace because I go to confession. I, I do study and I do discipline myself and I do... Uh, work so that my will is strong and I can and it's obeyed when I when I am tempted. You know I do the I do and I and I do it so much. I practice virtue so much that it becomes like breathing. It becomes who I am. It becomes a part of me, not out of obligation. I, it just flows from who I am. That's the law that protects the things we love. And what Jesus wants us to do. And what he's trying to tell the Pharisees to do is stop burdening people with laws and rules that come from your self-interest and that do not come from a place of love and virtue. We start with ourselves. And in a just and moral society, it shouldn't be a problem. But we have to start with ourselves and free up our own hearts to do that which the Lord calls us uh, to do. You know, in the mass, so what is the most important thing to us? The mass. On the, in that book that's set on the altar, there's words in it that tell me how to say the mass. There's the, the prayers in there, the Eucharistic prayer, everything is in there. And what they teach us in seminary is, because the words that we're supposed to, to say are in black, the words that we're supposed to do, the directions on how to say the mass exactly, are in red. And they say, say the black, do the red. Don't deviate. So everything I do comes out of that book. Why does the church have those rules and laws? Because it's protecting the thing that it loves, which is the mass in you. It's protecting you from a priest who, through self-interest, thinks that his words are better than what's in that book. Have we ever run into a priest somewhere? who decides that he can improve on the words of the Mass or Scripture? There was a priest about 10 years ago. He, was, he lived out on the East Coast. And he was baptizing babies, not in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He was baptizing babies in the name of the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Sanctifier. Brothers and sisters, that's invalid. For 10 years or 15 years of his priesthood, he was invalidly baptizing babies. They had to call every single family of every baby that had been baptized by that guy and have him rebaptized because it was invalid, because he didn't say the black and do the red. Why didn't he do it? His own self interest. 
When we love something, we do that which protects it. I'm never going to say Mass without using that book. I'm never going to do or say anything when I'm here saying Mass that is contrary to what the law tells me to do. Because I love the Mass and I love you. Do you see how this works? And the Lord, though, wants it to be free. Not coerced. The bishop doesn't have to stand behind me and say, say it right, say it right. Why? Because the Mass has become so much a part of who I am and I love it so much that I can't do anything other than what that law tells me to do because the law has become part of my heart. And we all have things like this in our lives. So praise God for that. Praise God for the law. Just laws are awesome because they protect the things that we love. So brothers and sisters, what's my advice to you on this beautiful, hot August summer day? Simple. Say the black, do the red. Amen? Okay, that's great.